You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast, the official free podcast of TheParkBoard.com. The thoughts and opinions are that of the show hosts and in no way reflect the thoughts and opinions of the university. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. I'm Lucio Rick, your host of the show, being joined, as always, by Jackson Moore, the publisher of the Barkboard. And Jackson, this is kind of uh, a last-minute podcast with uh, the latest news happening right now, right? Yeah, I know a lot of our uh, 24-7 sports uh, brethren and <laughs> sisters, they put out emergency podcasts for some of the big schools, so... I think this is definitely uh, emergency podcast territory <laughs> as we uh, just posted one yesterday and uh, now we're, you know, it's time to get back on here and talk about everything that's been going down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of you out there who do not know or have not been uh, paying attention or have been hiding under a rock, uh, USC and UCLA have announced that they will be leaving the PAC 12 uh, for greener pastures at the big, uh, what is it the the Big Ten? Yeah, um, and so that alone is enough to shake up the college football world because the Pac-12 getting rated now is going to be something that now the Pac-12 has to scramble in order to fill those positions. Not only not only just to fill the spots, but in order to ensure that they get the media contract that they're looking for. Uh, am I am I right, Jackson? This is this is really huge implications for the Pac-12, and now they're they're left reeling. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get too far, and speaking of the Big Ten, I, I just wanted to make a quick correction from our last podcast. I believe we referred to Illinois quarterback transfer uh, Matt Robinson as Matt Campbell. So I just want to make sure we got that right. The Bulldogs will have Matt Robinson coming from the Big Ten to Fresno State to play quarterback. Um, but yes, this is just, uh, I mean, totally caught everyone off guard. Um, you know, no one seems to have any sources as terms of what this was, that this was about to go down on Thursday, that it just came as a total surprise to basically everyone outside of a few people at USC and UCLA and the big 10. And so, yeah, it's, it's the big implications of what's going to happen next because it's all about the money right now. The Big Ten is now up to 16 teams. They've got the Los Angeles market nailed down. And could they go bigger? Um, does that mean more Pac-12 schools head that way? Does the Pac-12 expand? I mean, they don't have any California presence below the Bay Area now, which would seem to spell well for Fresno State and San Diego State. Um, but you could have more Pac-12 schools get pushed by the Big Ten. If the Pac-12 crumbles, you could have more schools go to the Big 12. You could have not a Pac-12 at all for <laughs> a Fresno State to try to sneak into. So there's a lot of different ways this can go down. And, yeah, we'll definitely cover a bunch of the scenarios that seem to be on the table. Yeah, I mean, uh, there could be a number of things. I mean, the Pac-12 could revert back to the Pac-10. I mean, remember, it used to be called the Pac-10. So uh, it, it could very well mean that the the – the Pac-12 decides, hey, we're not going to add anybody. We're just going to keep it as is and just keep it at Pac at the Pac-10 again and just change their name again. But um, in today's uh, landscape, uh, it's probably not a move that the Pac-12 wants to do right now because, uh, because like I mentioned before, it's all about the dollar signs um, with these uh, conferences uh, in order to secure these uh, multi-million dollar uh, packages that they receive from the networks, they need to put a, a package together that's going to uh, entice those, uh, entice the networks in order to do so. And by losing USC and UCLA, that's a huge blow for uh, for the Pac-12. And so there's a lot of scenarios being being swirling around, a lot of things being thrown out there. But the one main thing is what does the Pac-12 do next? And one of the big ones is they may be looking towards the Mountain West to, to fill those positions. Um, and in your in, in your opinion, Jackson, is that a viable move for the Pac-12? It's got to be on the table. And I think that's probably, you know, if you're Fresno State and all this, it's <laughs> what, what happens next. Is there any chance 
the Bulldogs can move up to one of these conferences that, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 have taken some hits and they're not what they used to be now with Texas and Oklahoma leaving to the SEC and now UCLA and USC leaving to the Big 10. But if you could get your way into one of those conferences, all of a sudden you're feeling a whole lot better than you were in the Mountain West. And when it comes to the Pac-12 as of Wednesday, Fresno State's odds of getting to that conference were, were zero. I mean, it was just not going to happen. The Pac-12 already had four California schools. There's an extremely high academic standard they hold the conference to, which, you know, I love Fresno State in terms of uh, I went there for school and I got my degree and it worked out sure fine for me. I wouldn't have gone anywhere else. But um, the, the types of Stanford's and the UC Berkeley's and the Washington's and UCLA's were not too interested in having a Fresno State or a Boise State anytime soon. Uh, but now when you have this move, the Pac-12 tradition and the history it really goes out the window pretty quickly, and it's more about survival. And unless they can snag some schools from the Big 12, which now it feels like the Big 12 has more leverage than the Pac-12 does, I don't think that's on the table. So all of a sudden, uh, as soon as this news breaks Thursday, you've got a lot of tweets and a lot of people thinking, Fresno State, San Diego State, San Diego State, or Boise State, you know, all three of them maybe. So it seems like they are, it's got to be more about survival for the Pac-12 right now than it's ever been about tradition and market history. And those are three very successful football programs that would help stabilize and and bring some numbers and uh, potential success to that conference that they have to ignore some of the other factors around it. But it's there's still it's not as simple though as as soon as that news came out about the USC and UCLA move a whole lot of Pac-12 schools started scrambling and you know Oregon and Washington they've from what a lot of reports are coming out they're trying to knock on the door of the Big Ten and and trying to get in on this move with USC and UCLA they've really established those programs as trying to be national contenders both have been on the doorstep of a national championship over the last decade, at least once. So they feel like they need to be involved in this and not get left behind. Uh, I know Stanford and maybe Cal are also attractive options for the Big Ten in terms of market and academics and especially Stanford's brand. Um, So, I mean, if the Big Ten continues to expand and take some more teams, there's been conflicting reports about whether or not they're going to do that. you know, suddenly the Pac-12 is really hurting and it really needs to add some teams and is even more so uh, in a, a scramble to fill those spots. But as you mentioned, if they can hold the 10 together and they don't see any um, any great uh, addition in terms of monetary revenue or stability by adding anyone else, the, the 10 teams remaining is, is not a terribly bad deal. It's a long gap away from what the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be, but they might be able to stay afloat. It just doesn't seem viable that the 10 teams are going to stick together because you've got a few teams that are really trying to not get left behind in all this. Yeah, and I, and as I sit here and I'm I'm scouring the internet even more, there's there's another option that's being being tossed around right now uh, that this could not this may not be done for the uh, rating of the uh, pack of the Pac-12, uh, where uh, now with the blood in the water, uh, the Big Twelve might make a move uh, for Oregon and Washington, which could further uh, you know injure uh, the Pac-12 even further, uh, which could ultimately make that whole conference fold if they continue to lose uh, marquee teams like that. So the Big 12 might might make a move right now when they can feel that things are the right moment to kind of raid them, uh, the Pac-12, even further. Um, I don't know, Jackson, if they, if they take Oregon and Washington, that could be a death blow for the Pac-12. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I I know the Big 12 is going to have a chance here to, to make some moves in the Pac-12 in terms of adding schools, but I I think Oregon and Washington, the only way that they're going to leave is if it is for the Big 10, and it sounds like some of those talks are being had, but say Oregon and Washington leave, even if no one else from the Pac-12 goes to the Big 10, now they're down to eight. 
I think the Big 12 could come knocking around. I've seen some of those murmurs going around that they could talk to Arizona and Arizona State, Colorado and Utah. I mean, that's four programs that are uh, pretty much within their footprint that would make a lot of sense. And those four programs would get more stability. And all of a sudden, the Pac-12 is down to just a few teams. So, um, you know, in a, in a world where the Pac-12 totally crumbles, I think, most of those teams are going to find other places, um, but you might have an Oregon State and Washington State and maybe a Cal. I, I think Cal would probably find somewhere, but at least two of those schools probably <laughs> knocking on the door of the Mountain West just to, to get a place to land because they're not going to be major attractions to one of these upper tier conferences. And I mean, even if Fresno State doesn't get a, a big move up, I mean, at least you'd have two more notable programs in the Mountain West. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways this can go, and none of them seem terrible <laughs> for Fresno State. It seems like the only way things can go bad is if the Pac-12 adds two schools from the Mountain West and Fresno State's not one of them. I mean, that would be a gut punch and would hurt the Mountain West for sure. Um, but it seems like there were quite a few dominoes away from something like that happening. Now the the doors could open even further. As I keep reading in this article of Jackson, I'm I'm, I'm things are flying, man. I'm telling you. Uh, so in you know another another thing being mentioned is uh, the you know instead of rating the Pac-12 even further, both the Big Ten and the SEC could go in a different direction and and go over to the ACC um and 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 raid some of their top teams such as Clemson, Florida State, Miami uh and um along with Notre Dame and just pull those teams in into their conferences only solidifying those two conferences as the major conferences in college football uh which could then leave um you know the pack the Pac-12 uh having to scramble not not just to to stabilize their own conference, but to to even compete with those two conferences, they'll have to add more schools into their into the fold, which could ultimately mean the Mountain West being raided uh, at that point, which only makes sense. And the top teams, of course, Fresno State, Boise State, San Diego State, uh, and maybe even Air Force, all could be pulled into that uh, to the fold of the of the uh, Pac-12. Uh, what do you think about that one, Jackson? Yeah, yeah, the, the ball is definitely all in the Big Ten and the SEC's court right now, and the, they could stick with 16, but they could sure be able to go up to 20 as well. You know, the, the TV dollars, of course, is driving all of this, and it's just uh, the example in the Big Ten right now, they're adding USC and UCLA. It makes no sense geographically. They're, I mean, it's just a bizarre move. I've seen the map of the Big Ten tweeted out a million times, and it's just ridiculous to have 14 teams all clustered and then these two way out in the middle of nowhere compared to where all the other Big Ten schools are. Yeah, so logic, uh, logic would only suggest that they're not done. They're going to go after some more West Coast teams in order to, to make that a more balanced situation. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, and again, Oregon and Washington just seem like they would be next up. And Stanford, I think, is in that discussion. Uh, a lot of, so I've been trying to, we, you know, it's not just us at 24 7 sports. There's people like us covering basically every team, and they're all major sources for us as well. We have a huge insider network at 24 7 sports. And some of the reoccurring themes that I seem to be seeing in the Big Ten are that. They're, what the, the Big Ten really wants to do next is, is try to grab Notre Dame if they can. And, I mean, that's a tough ask. They've, there's a lot of contractual obligations they have. Even as an independent, they do have a kind of a semi-agreement with the ACC. And there's a lot of things that would have to happen to get Notre Dame. But I think that seems to be what would spark another round of additions and maybe get to that 20 mark. Um, and then again, you look at the SEC, it would sure make a lot of sense for them to go grab some schools like Florida State, Miami, and, and Clemson. So uh, it seems very clear those two conferences are, are definitely distancing themselves uh, from the rest. Um, I think, again, if you're the Mountain West, you haven't really been competing with 
SEC and the Big Ten and playing for a national championship or anything like that on the football stage. So I don't think it's a tremendous change. Uh, if you're looking from the Fresno State perspective, you just want to make sure it stays as close to status quo as possible and that those conferences don't just break off and do their totally own thing and, and leave you out. But uh, I think if you're Fresno State, you're kind of rooting for some version of the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 to survive, some version of the Big 12 to survive. And you definitely don't want those two conferences to merge because that's another discussion. Uh, when the Big 12 lost Texas and Oklahoma, they reportedly came to the Pac-12 to talk about a potential merger and the Pac-12 said no way. And now uh, the tables have turned the other direction. And that would, I mean, there's currently 22 teams between the two conferences and um, I mean, that seems to be something that could be in play, but if both of those two conferences stick to themselves and they need to add schools, it's got to only be a matter of time before Fresno State is, is one of those schools. As you mentioned, Boise State, San Diego State, Fresno State are definitely got to be the most attractive in terms of successful programs. You've got maybe UNLV you can make a case for just based off of market, certainly not based off of competition. Um, if you wanted a service academy, there's Air Force that's traditionally been successful. Uh, on the other side of the country, I think Memphis has been knocking on the door for a while. Maybe SMU. We're talking maybe seven schools. Maybe you throw Colorado State in there. You know, if, if there's maybe eight schools, uh, eventually <laughs> if the Pac-12 and the Big 12 need to expand, you got to think Fresno State's finally going to get that golden ticket. Uh, you got to think they're at least third or fourth on that list and in terms of attractive options uh, for one of those two conferences. So I, I think that's what you got to root for and that whatever the version of one of those two conferences that Fresno State could maybe get to is still somewhat relevant on the national scale. Yeah, and there's, there's also one other uh, possibility that I have seen thrown around that uh... – if you think about it, kind of makes sense uh, because because the SEC, both the SEC and the uh, Big Ten are expanding quickly. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 decide, hey, let's just join forces into one conference. What do you think about that one, Jackson? Yeah, I mean, that's not a terrible idea, especially, I mean, you look at at, at the schools that would be left. I mean, I think it's pretty comparable now that the two conferences and the only thing is if you're Fresno state and you're trying to make that jump, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, uh, that, yeah, that, that's I mean, worst case scenario. Make, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it will, I think it is on the table as well, especially if you look at potentially Oregon and Washington leaving, um, you know, a lot of the remaining schools in that conference, if, if it's down to eight, uh, would still make some, at least the four in the South Division, as I mentioned earlier, the Arizona schools, the Colorado and Utah, I could see them jumping. And then if you're the Big 12, why not take Cal and Stanford? And even though they're not very good fits as far as uh, the types of communities that are in the Big 12 compared to the Bay Area, it would certainly be a big market to grab. Um, and then that just kind of leaves out Oregon State and Washington State again, which um, it's still, if you're Fresno State in the Mountain West and Doomsday hit some of these conferences, you might be able to grab a couple of schools and they seem to be two prime candidates that might slip into the Mountain West if things totally go haywire, which, again, if you're Fresno State in the Mountain West, uh, having Oregon State and Washington State in your conference would be an upgrade from what things are right now, even if you don't get that dream scenario you're hoping for, so... That is still something that I think is, is in play as well. But, man, yeah, a lot of different ways this can go. And none of them seem like they're going to be too negative, I would think, for the Mountain West. It's just you don't want to have a couple of teams leave and Fresno State not be one of them. That's the one that would really, really hurt. Yeah, and as it stands right now, uh, you know, UCLA and, and uh, USC departing, um I find it hard to believe that conference realignment in college football is going to end there. It, there's going to be more shifting happening um, because, uh, you know, these conferences can't just stay 
stay put um, and 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 not take advantage while while the iron is hot right now. And things, I have a feeling things are about to get very interesting, Jackson. <laughs> there's there's going to be some uh, some filling out between programs. Uh, there's going to be a lot of rumors flying around because it's going to be very hard to keep it a secret uh, in today's day and age. Uh, no matter how how you know how much they try it sometimes it gets out there however this uc usc ucla they did a very nice job of keeping that under wraps didn't they jackson yeah i'm amazed um you know even texas and oklahoma they i mean even a decade ago they were talking about a pac-12 with texas and oklahoma and a couple other big 12 schools even so it wasn't a huge surprise even though um it did kind of spark out of nowhere a little bit when they made the move to the SEC. It wasn't a terrible surprise, but in the Pac-12 has been the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 or some previous iterations. I mean, it's been pretty much what it's been for what well, feels like forever. <laughs> you know, most of our lifetimes, it's been what it's been, uh, at least a, a Pac-12 version and or a Pac-8 at least. These schools have stuck together for a long time and um, it, uh, certainly money is the driving factor, but it does sound like UCLA had accrued quite a bit of debt. And this is uh, the amount of money they're going to make in the Big Ten is going to wipe that clean. So I think that might ultimately be uh, the, the driving force even more so than just making more money is that it's going to, they really needed it uh, from what it sounds like from reports. But yeah, it was quiet. Uh, it was a shock. Even people that were reporting it were kind of hinting like something's about to happen that no one has any idea. Um, I saw one post on 24-7 Sports I was able to find from a couple of months ago that said USC called the PAC. USC had contacted the Big Ten and everyone, a lot of commenters didn't take it too seriously. So uh, kudos to that one person. I think it was over on the Minnesota site. They seem to have either caught wind of that tip or got lucky i don't know <laughs> uh that one stayed under wraps as most of our premium information on the, the network does and uh yeah it all exploded out of nowhere on thursday yeah it's uh it did it caught me off guard um first thing i did was uh send you a message <laughs> trying to figure <laughs> out what was going on here but uh things um right now the Pac-12 is pretty much on life support. Um, you've got to understand that some of these other Pac-12 teams, uh, like Oregon State and, and uh, Washington, Arizona, you know, all of the the bigger schools, they're they're going to be testing the water right now. Uh, they're not going to just say, "Hey, uh, you know, we understand. Let's let's try and write this thing out." You know that there there's some back backdoor wheeling and dealing right now trying to trying to get a feel uh for options for those teams right now jackson is it do you see you know maybe at least one more team um bolt somewhere uh whether it be for the the big 10 or their or the sec or or even the the big 12 there's got to be at least one more team that's thinking i need to get out now while i can yeah, yeah, definitely Washington and Oregon. They are, from what I'm hearing, they're you know working as quick as they can to try to get in this discussion with the Big Ten. Um, you know, they have made themselves as close to national contenders as they can get, and they do not want to be left out. Whereas maybe if you're Stanford and Cal, you know, those are programs which are also being discussed, but they might prefer to live in a Pac-10 minus or Pac-12 minus two, whatever you want to call it, world where they're sticking with their geographical rivals and, you know, their academic heavy schools. And uh, they have a ton of Olympic sports. Stanford has 37 sports on campus. Imagine all of them flying to the Midwest for games so frequently. I think for some of those schools, they would like to, keep the pack whatever <laughs> as close to intact as possible. But Oregon and Washington are two schools that want to get out. They want to get to that big table, whatever it looks like, wherever it is. And uh, there were reports that they sent out bids to try, uh, to try to be invited to the Big Ten. And you know, 
there's a lot of things behind the scenes, not a lot of stuff verified, but uh, they want to get in. And the question is, does the Big Ten want them? I think they would be attractive options, but um, it does come down to the dollars. And if it makes much of a bump for them, I suppose. Um, and then if they leave, uh, that definitely, I think now Stanford and Cal probably hit another gear to try to maybe join them. And then again, you've got those four schools kind of in the, the mountain and Southwest areas that they could be big 12 options. So I, I think it comes down to the dominoes. If, if the big 10 is truly done at 16 and they don't want any more, uh, I think the rest of the teams stick it out. Um, uh, the only other option I think is for some to go to the big 12. And I just think it's if the pac 10, whatever it is can stick together. I think they're as strong as the big 12 is. And, um, that, that it would make more sense for them to, to stick it out and maybe add a couple of teams, which is kind of the sweet spot that a couple of schools like San Diego state and Fresno state are hoping to, to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, and, and you've got to believe that out there right now, uh, probably one of the next biggest schools that are out there is still an independent, and that's uh, Notre Dame. Um, you think some of these mega super conferences are exploring the option of trying to sweeten the pot and, and pulling in Notre Dame next. And, uh, you know, that could change things significantly as well. But the Pac-12 right now, um, they, they are reeling. They're licking their wounds they're trying to keep the remaining teams where they need to, uh, to with them however um we could we could st- begin to see the beginning of the end now for the Pac-12 which is uh pretty sad to say because that is a that is a conference that's been a- around for for quite a bit and uh, to see it go completely under uh, would be disheartening, but uh, again, this is the landscape nowadays. It, what which I find kind of funny because uh, Jackson, if I remember correctly, didn't Pat Hill call this a while back as a coach? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's what really sparked anybody anywhere, anytime that Fresno State needed to play these big schools and be considered on the table and uh, you know at that big table and play with the big boys and not get left behind. And he certainly did a good job of pushing that. You know, things kind of dipped a little bit in the late 2000s and early 2010s when administrative support wasn't as, as great as what it probably should have been for, for Coach Hill. And then there was a bit of a shift <laughs> with uh, the Deruder years where they were focused on just winning the Mountain West, which was the Boise State model, um, which put them on a big stage, but it didn't get them that conference invite, which they're still looking for, uh, just as Fresno State is. And now we've had this Tedford era for a while now where the Bulldogs are just focused on, you know, they, they don't put a lot of over, you know, over themed goals. They're, they're trying to win each game and get to a bowl game and win conference championships just as an expectation. So, um, yeah, we're, it's kind of a weird spot Fresno State's in right now with, you know, a relatively new administration and, you know, some things floating around trying to get the stadium going and, trying to get some of those things working their way to be more attractive, but a little bit behind. Ultimately, I think they've had the football program and the history and the success to be in these discussions. And, you know, if you're the Pac-12, you're losing Southern California and its market. I can't see why Fresno State wouldn't be a bad deal if you look from, you know, Stockton to Bakersfield to the Central Coast. I mean, that's a ton of television. Uh, you just have to pitch it as such and not just Fresno. <laughs> if, if you have that whole central California market, um, I mean, that's a, a pretty attractive deal. Um, and it, uh, the, the, the geography has kind of put Fresno state in a tough spot all along. Uh, I just, you know, you look at the East coast and there's all the states, <laughs> and, you know, if Fresno, if the central California was its own state, if it was a West Virginia or a Virginia or, you know, one of those smaller states, Fresno State would be the flagship and would carry a whole lot of weight. But it's just been a bit of an afterthought to the Pac-12 since they have so much California power, and now they don't. And uh, it would sure feel like Fresno State and San Diego State would be their best way to recover uh, what they're losing uh, with those markets and the rest of California. Yeah, you you've certainly have to think that right now the top three schools 
in the Mountain West even being considered as viable options are Fresno State, San Diego State, and Boise State. Those are the top three uh, that would even have a, a first crack at even uh, at even moving. However, I give the slight edge to Boise and San Diego State over Fresno State. I, I see Fresno State as the third man, uh, the the third wheel, so to speak. If if uh, these uh, invites should start to happen right now, but with the the recent success that Fresno State has had, uh, it does help bolster their uh, attractiveness. However, their uh, their inability to make stadium upgrades and and move things along quicker than some of the other Mountain West teams, uh, it really has hurt the Bulldogs in that aspect. Um, I just don't know if the Bulldogs have enough right now to to entice those other conferences to to make that invite. But but uh, at, from a sheer standpoint of fan following. If the Bulldogs do get an invite to one of those bigger conferences, you know things are going to change uh, around here significantly, right, Jackson? I mean, yeah, absolutely. The money alone, we've seen a lot of schools that certainly take advantage, schools that were very much on Fresno State's level. You look at Utah, and they get to the Pac-12, all of a sudden it's a whole different game for them. They're winning conference championships in the Pac-12. They just won it this past year. Um, you look at TCU, get into the Big 12. I mean, they have a, get the money for a total stadium remodel, and they're competing at a high level in that conference. Uh, I just think Fresno State is one of those schools where if they had the resources, they would get things done. And if you're you know, the Fairweather <laughs> Central Valley uh, Fresno fan, I mean, a lot of those people will come out to see schools that they would be playing more so than the schools that Fresno State's currently playing, which still, I mean, the Bulldogs draw pretty well. They're usually above 30,000. And when a Boise State or a Power 5 school comes in, sometimes it'll sell out or it'll get close at least. And, I mean, you'd be getting that every Saturday that there's a game at Bulldog Stadium compared to playing some schools that, that don't draw as well in the Mountain West. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's twofold and it would just go a, a long way for the Bulldogs and get them a lot closer to being on an even, even playing field to some of those other schools that, uh, I mean, even UCLA. <laughs> I think all the advantages they have, and Fresno State's got four wins in a row against the Bruins. So um, the, the, the Bulldogs would, I think, certainly flourish if they got the opportunity. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's the thing. We don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, although this uh, this has got to trigger yet another round of conference realignment, uh, whether it be from some of the big schools or uh, big conferences, or from something uh, completely out of left field that no one's even thinking about. Uh, but uh, it it does suggest that this is not over, uh, and where Fresno State is going to land in the mix of all this. Uh, only time will tell. Uh, right now, um, if if you ask me, right now, I I I don't think the Bulldogs' options of making it to another conference are as strong as some people think they are. Um, there's other schools that are going to get considered over Fresno State at the moment, and I I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, where the Bulldogs stand right now, uh, I think they're at a disadvantage uh, compared to some of the other universities out there. But it all depends on who goes where. Uh, anything can happen, right, Jackson? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's for me. It's a numbers game. You know, if the the what the is the current pack, if they want to say add two teams, it gets hairy because as you mentioned, San Diego State and Boise State. That's a, a pair that has typically been the two most attractive for the Mountain West. I mean, you look back even when the two of them were trying to leave to the Big East, it was them two, and it wasn't Fresno State, of course, that was being discussed in there. Um, but it certainly seems like Fresno State's right behind there. I think if you look at the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and between the two of them, they want to add four to six schools uh, or something around there, I think Fresno State's got to be by process of elimination <laughs> at those schools. Um, but if it's just a couple, uh, you know, it could be tough. Um, I, I think geographically it would make a lot of sense for Fresno State and San Diego State to replace the two Southern California schools if um, you know, the, the Pac-12 is in a position where they have to overlook 
the academic standard that they've had, but you could also certainly see why San Diego State and Boise State would be those picks as well. So it's, it's going to be, you know, and they may not take anyone, as mentioned. They might stick with the 10. It could be in a position where the whole conference crumbles and there's no one left to join. <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre uh, how it feels right now, how many different ways it can go. Um, it's just one thing we're going to be monitoring and, you know, you just hope that there's no major split off. As mentioned right now, if if you're looking at the Big Ten and the SEC and it's 32 teams right now, maybe they grow to 40. Most of those schools are schools that have been difficult for a Fresno State to compete with. Not all of them by, by any means, but, you know, there's a good 10 to 15 schools that the, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Notre Dames, I mean, the money and the competition is just, outrageous but they've all been in the same world as the fbs which has been nice and you hope that there's no major split off or anything but if we're in a world where you just have the power two which is they're already being called and you know they're getting a lot of the playoff spots and in the national championship opportunities things i think don't really change a whole lot from a mountain west perspective but if they totally break off and start their own thing or, you know, start a, a higher division, uh, that's going to be a, a tough one to swallow. Um, but it, it looks like there could be some other schools above Fresno State's rank in the Pac-12 and the Big 12 that would also be left out of such a world right now. Yeah, and and uh, the, that that last thing you mentioned about uh, uh, creating even higher a higher division, which essentially would bump uh, where the Bulldogs are playing down to uh, so it would move all these the schools being left out to a, essentially a division two, and then all the other divisions below that even further down the the chain. Um, it, it's it would be disheartening if that were to happen because it's all about the almighty dollar that that's driving all of this. Um, but uh, I mean, there could be. Well, how about this, Jackson? The Pac-12 completely uh, dissolves. Uh, some of these schools are scrambling to find a landing spot. Could the Mountain West pull those in and then all of a sudden become considered a power uh, conference? <laughs> what about that? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think there will be enough for the Mountain West to really increase its stock. But, you know, that we're talking about, say, the Big Ten gets Oregon and Washington. The Big 12 takes those four schools in the Southwest and the Mountain region. Uh, maybe Stanford and Cal, well, one or two, get into that Big Ten. Uh, the Mountain West is probably going to be sitting pretty to scoop up Oregon State and Washington State, but I don't think it does a whole lot for the conference's national brand. But, I mean, if you're Fresno State, I mean, that's not a bad deal to be hosting the, the Cougars and the Beavers every so often. And everyone else in the Mountain West, I mean, it's only going to boost what the conference looks like and the experience for the schools involved is to get those two in compared to, you know, the scenario forever it feels like has been if the Mountain West were ever to expand, it's got to be, you know, a, a UTEP or a, a North Texas or a UTSA or, you know, the, the options have been, uh, you've got to pull someone out from the Conference USA or something like that. And so if two schools fell down to the Mountain West, I mean, that would just be, unheard of and it sounds like you know it's one of the scenarios that could be in play and some of those fan bases are dreading <laughs> that could be a possibility but i just don't think there's any scenario where the mountain west scoops up enough big schools to really be a player with some of the other conferences but it would certainly help the kind of peer group they're in right now where the mountain west has been lagging a little behind the american conference for sure but with the American losing some marquee teams and the Mountain West right now has a good chance to push ahead of them, but would it certainly only help to have a, a couple of Pac-12 leftovers? Or you could have, uh, you know, the the Pac-12 being raided further, uh, taking away some of those teams, and then whatever's left over, they decide, hey, we're not going to join anybody at this point. We're just going to go independent. Or they, they may just call uh, Notre Dame and say, hey, let's make our own conference. <laughs> I mean, that could happen as well. But I mean, there's so many different possibilities. Uh, there could also be the the possibility that uh, you know 
no one, the Pac-12 does not add anybody else or does not lose anybody. And then the Mountain West is sitting there going, well, crap, we need to do something because we can't just sit here and watch everybody else keep adding teams. Let's go pull those other teams like we've been talking about in the past. And let's make our our division look bigger and maybe stronger. Um, that could also be a possibility where the Mountain West decides, you know, they've been sitting on the sidelines long enough. Let's add a couple more teams. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the biggest challenge for the Mountain West has just been the, the geographical footprint. Basically, the only way that they can grow and expand in any positive way up to this point has been to go into Texas and go further out east, which, you know, if, if they're not, that's been the biggest challenge. Even the Pac-12, uh, there was talks about after when Texas and Oklahoma left the SEC, you know, why not snag a couple of Big 12 schools? You could go take Oklahoma State or, you know, TCU or any of those schools that you might want with everything going on at that time. And it just seemed like the amount of money that those schools would bring in would not be a net positive for all the other 12 schools involved. So, I think that's the biggest challenge for the Mountain West is that there hasn't been schools out there that don't water down what they're already making instead of adding to it. And, you know, they're going to have to sit carefully and see if there might be an opportunity uh, for them to add a school with all this mess that might actually increase their standing, which a couple of Pac-12 leftovers in that world where the conference gets totally rated could certainly help the conference. But um, the only other option that I've seen has been if they could have taken, say, SMU and Memphis, who are kind of the the big guys left in the American Athletic Conference. And I would have loved to have seen that move. Uh, the Bulldogs didn't make it, um, but it could be something that uh, the Mountain West didn't make it, but it could be something that uh, if they, with everything going on, uh, perhaps that would be a way to bolster the conference if there's no other route. Yeah, this obviously is going to be the talk for the next uh, few weeks until college football begins. Uh, And, of course, things could keep changing back and forth. This is just going to, um, you know, add a little bit of anxiety (laughs) for some of those fans (laughs) out there. Uh, But right now, uh, it is what it is. USC, UCLA decided to jump ship, and now... Uh, it's left a lot of question marks as to who else is going to go because, you know, we sit here, we look at it, and it does not make sense that this is going to be the last move for the Big Ten on the West Coast. They're going to need to add more in order to stabilize that uh, and make it more fair for those uh, schools that are joining um, unless they offered uh, a, a... boatload of money to USC and UCLA guaranteed, which could have very well be the case, right, Jackson? I mean, it could have been could have been the tipping point that made them decide to make that move, uh, regardless of not having uh, close teams nearby to play against. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like with you know these TV contracts are coming up pretty soon for a lot of these Power Five schools and. Um, there are power five conferences and it does sound like USC and UCLA are going to make two to three times more in the big 10 than they were going to in the pac 12. So yeah, that alone, I mean, not even incentives, (laughs) it's just the pure money that they're going to make in the conference is going to be enough to afford all the travel and everything. And that's going to include the Olympic sports, which are all set to join the big 10 as well. And, you know, football is one thing, but, you know, flying all your other sports across the country, that's a different challenge, but um, the, the money is certainly there for them to make it happen and still come out way ahead compared to where they would have been in the Pac-12. Yeah, so things things are not over. Uh, we'll we'll keep our our ears to the ground, our eyes wide open, and try and come up with any type of scenario that we see as even a viable one. Right now, there's a lot of rumors flying around and of course, this whole podcast was based upon all kinds of rumors being flying around, and we were just going over different scenarios. But Jackson, any other ones that you can think of off the top of your head that could very well happen that we haven't even touched upon? Yeah, I mean that's been the bulk of it. It's just what does the Big Ten do next? 
um, does the Pac-12 further get depleted and become a danger to being poached by the Big 12? Or do things stand pat? Do, you know, do the Pac-12 expand? Does the Big 12 need some more teams? They've been discussing that as well, which has been kind of the golden ticket we've been talking about for a while now for Fresno State because the Pac-12, it felt like, was never, ever going to be a possibility. So you just hope that the Big 12 might come west. And now the Big 12 coming west means taking Pac-12 schools. Now you hope the Pac-12 is willing to take a, a Fresno State because of what's going on here now with USC and UCLA leaving. So, yeah, it's, it's those three conferences you keep an eye on and see what happens next. Or, if you know, maybe nothing happens at all, but it certainly doesn't feel that way. And so we're going to be tracking it. You know, typically when we do these podcasts, we're reporting, we're talking about hard facts and, and analyzing stuff we see at practice and on game day and everything. But, uh, I mean, yeah, this is a definitely a rare speculative one. And <laughs> there's a surely a lot to speculate on right now. This is, this was, this whole podcast was predicated on just having a little fun with everything that's going on out there. <laughs> uh, it, Jackson and I thought, Hey, it, you know, it's worth a shot. Let's put out an episode uh, talking about all of this because right now there is so many different options, different scenarios happening out there. And it, the more and more you dig into them, the more and more, some of these become very far fetched. Uh, but, uh, it, it's the the funny part is it's not a hundred percent out of the realm of possibility to happen so uh, anything can happen it all it takes is one school making one crazy move and it'll turn the whole college football on its head so um, right now it could very well happen it, we just uh, USC UCLA was kind of a, a, a shocker there at uh, you know at at the initial um, finding out about it, but uh, the more you dig into it, the more you understand that it makes sense for those two universities to jump ship on pure money alone. Uh, for them, it is a, a great move uh, in the short term. However, in the long term, you know, that's that's a different story. We don't know how things are going to change out, how much of that money was guaranteed initially, how much it's guaranteed for life, how much of it is just for a certain amount of years. Jackson, a lot of things could go into play here that could very well change things again in the near future, right? Yeah, and a little bit of breaking news coming out here, or you know, something that I kind of discussed earlier. But Dennis Dodd, one of our lead reporters at TBS Sports, that you know is our parent company for Twenty Four Seven Sports, where the Barkboard.com is hosted. Uh, he's reporting that the Big Ten is standing pat. They've told Oregon and Washington to wait, and that. They are pending a decision by Notre Dame. So as I, I talked about a little bit earlier, it seems like the big point here is what does Notre Dame do? Do they stay independent? Are they going to have to join a conference, basically, with what's going on? And if they do, it doesn't necessarily mean they would go Big Ten if the SEC is going to potentially have more money or if they're going to have more ACC teams that – you know, they're used to playing in that conference. So from basically from what I've gathered and what's really being confirmed here by Dennis Dodd that kind of tied these reports together, the Big Ten is trying to grab Notre Dame. If they do, they probably take Oregon and Washington with a further expansion to 20. And um, wow. with, with probably, you know, I've heard, Stanford discussed. I've heard ACC schools discussed. That's potentially being that last edition if the if the goal is to get to twenty. So yeah, all hands are you know everything's in the the Fighting Irish's hands right now. The Big Ten could stay at sixteen and not do anything if Notre Dame stays independent. But it does look like if they pull the trigger and join the Big Ten, that the the next dominoes will fall in, in the Pac twelve. So. Everything is uh, waiting on South Bend right now. So uh, essentially, uh, the next domino is Notre Dame. If Notre Dame decides to make a move, then uh, more is going to happen. Uh, this should also be a warning to the Pac-12 that um, regardless of what Notre Dame does, there's two more schools in their conference that are unhappy and are ready to make a move if things don't change. 
So, uh, you know, now the Pac-12, they have to do something. They can't just sit there and, and hope that everybody stays, um, even even if Notre Dame decides to stay independent. That has got to be concerning for the Pac-12. Yeah, and that's a very good parallel to the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12, when Texas and Oklahoma left, they could have very easily said, let's just grab two schools, get back to 10, and, and do what we've been doing. But they did not do that. They added four schools, BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati, to bring the conference to 12. They had been sitting at 10 for a long time. And that was more about long-term stability, where if you know there was talks of the Big 10 coming in and taking Kansas or the Pac-12 coming in and taking Oklahoma State or someone else in the two-team package. So what the Big 12 did was kind of hedge a little bit, grab 12 schools. If they lose a couple, you know, then they're okay, or they can add a couple of more, uh, take a Boise State and a Memphis or a Fresno State, San Diego State kind of thing with some options. So now if you're the Pac-12 and you know Oregon and Washington are waiting at the door, and that there's a very realistic chance that they could leave, you know, that's when you try to you know, bolster your numbers again and get ready to survive that, that maybe next wave and that uh, you don't put yourself in a situation where you're down to eight schools and more are trying to get out. So uh, I think as far as Pac-12 expansion, uh, this is potentially good news <laughs> if you're one of these Mountain West schools trying to, squeeze your way in but yeah still um still in a spot where maybe nothing happens still because if the notre dame stands pat and the big 10 doesn't expand there's not a lot of places for these pac-12 schools to go without basically merging with the big 12 as we discussed and um and we'll see if that type of pac-12 wants to expand at all well and it, and it could uh we don't know exactly what the, the Big Ten means by this waiting for Notre Dame to make a decision. Are they waiting for Notre Dame to make a decision? Yes, they're going to join the the Big Ten. Uh, or are they saying we're waiting for Notre Dame to say, no, we're not going to join the Big Ten. Okay, so you two schools come on over. So which, which direction is it for the Big Ten? We don't know. Uh, so if, if Notre Dame decides to stay independent, does that mean they're going to open the door for the other two schools, or does that mean they're going to close the door? What do you think, Jackson? That's, that's a different, different scenario in itself. We don't know exactly what they're thinking. Right. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. And I would certainly understand that. It just, it does seem like kind of from what I've been gathering from our other sites and other reporters that in those areas that it does seem like the big 10 is willing to go to 20, um, but they need that big fish to really justify the amounts of dollars that's going to come in. And Notre Dame does that on its own. <laughs> so if they do that, then it, it makes it a lot easier to pull in a couple more schools that, you know, Oregon, Washington, maybe a Stanford are not going to bring in the money that Notre Dame or USC does. But, you know, again, you know, the Big Ten wouldn't, I don't, they wouldn't have just taken UCLA. It had to be USC with UCLA. Um, so I, I think there's some of that going on in that you get the money first and then you get the football programs that maybe enhance your conference. And I think that's kind of the, the way that they're going with this with Notre Dame. And and then there's the whole other aspect. They have to look at other sports viability like basketball. Uh, which one of these universities is going to add to our basketball conference as well? Um, and uh, that that in itself could determine some other decisions as well. So it is it is a huge pile of dominoes. We don't know which direction it's going to go, uh, but the sheer report that they're waiting on Notre Dame to make a decision only suggests that this whole conference realignment, it's not over. Regardless of what Notre Dame does, there should be possibly other changes happening in the college football landscape because if you're Pac, if you're the Pac-10 the Pac-12 you can't just sit there and hope that nothing else happens you, you, at this point you need to get proactive so that means the Pac-12 is probably going to make a move which in turn is going to raid another conference who's going to be forced to make another move which in turn forces another conference to make a move. So this could this could turn out to be a carousel of college football uh, as we know it. And um, 
only time's going to tell, right, Jackson? I mean, this could very well set off a, a domino effect of, of moves throughout college football. Yeah, uh, and whether this turns into a dream for Fresno State where they <laughs> or a get nightmare. their way into the Pac-12 or a nightmare exactly where they're left out of something and or the Mountain West gets hit and it's even worse. <laughs> or if it's indifferent, where if everything kind of stays close, uh, we're definitely going to be tracking it on Barkboard VIP for our premium board. And uh, the other thing, as I mentioned earlier, we have a connection with all the other schools. They all have a at Jackson Moore, <laughs> respective <laughs> locations. Some of them, some of the schools have a few of us. <laughs> they got four or five staff members. So uh, we've got a lot of boots on the ground at 24-7 sports, and we're able to kind of relay a lot of that information from other sites to our site as well. And if you're a VIP member, you can check out those other boards and read them as well and get the scoop from some of those other schools that are, um, you know, the Oregons and Washingtons that are, more closer to the center of everything going on here. And right now, we just happen to be uh, doing a sale right now. <laughs> it actually launched yes, uh, Thursday morning. We had no idea all this stuff was going to go on. <laughs> um, so <laughs> good timing. If you're not a Barkboard subscriber to join, you can get two months for just a dollar. And how perfect is that? You're going to get in right now. You're going to get in for all the um, chaos that's going on and all the conference realignment scoops. You can also catch up on all of our recruiting coverage. Uh, June was crazy busy, a lot of commitments, a lot of recruiting action, instant access to all that. But most importantly, uh, I think more than anything, if you're a Bulldog fan, that two months is going to get you for all of August as well, which is fall camp, which we're at practice every day, interviewing players, covering and then analyzing what's going on and really getting a sense of what's going on with the team, the two deep before they ever hit the field and before a lot of that stuff ever becomes public knowledge. And that's one of our, our biggest months is August. So uh, if you join now, the sale is going to run till July 5th. Um, so if you're not listening today, if you're listening over the weekend or it's 4th of July, if you haven't missed it yet, um, it's going to go till July 5th at 9 PM Pacific time. Uh, you can join Barkboard VIP for just $1 and you get two months. And then uh, you can decide if you want to continue from that point on at our, our normal rate. And also want to add on our normal rate, you get Paramount Plus included for free, which is, uh, I believe, about a $99 value, something like that. It's, you know, a pretty. If you're subscribing to Paramount Plus, you might as well be a Parkboard subscriber yep. because you're going to save a whole lot of money going that way. So um, a lot of... Um, a lot of the CBS and Paramount-based television and movies are on there. I know uh, the new Beavis and Butthead movies on there. I got to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the new uh, for all the Trekkie fans out there. All the new Star Trek stuff is on there. Um, yeah. They, I, I am a big fan of the Par, uh, Paramount Plus, um, and it is well worth it. So if you if that is a tipping point, whether or not you want to become a member, now's the time. Uh, especially in today's day and age of what is happening in the landscape of college football, a premium subscription is your best bet at the moment uh, to getting all of the latest news and, and scoops before anybody else does. Because uh, like Jackson has mentioned, we get a lot of that information and we post it to our premium board before we do anywhere else. And so that is uh, only going to help you in the long run if you are a diehard fan of college football. Any final thoughts, Jackson, before we wrap this one up? Yeah, um, just if you want to take advantage of that, um, we're going to have a story on our main page that will be pinned there throughout the sale. Uh, you can click there and it will take you to a link to, to join or in the top right corner of the website, there's a green button to join and uh, that will take you to the deal. There's no um, promo code or anything. You just join the monthly subscription and that gets you in. And um, yeah, especially knowing what's going on here with Fresno State football for the 22 season, even regardless of everything going on, this is going to be a big season. <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we cover the team as hard as we can, whether it's 2016 and the Bulldogs are one and 11, or it's 
2018, and the Bulldogs are 12 and two. Uh, I might make some more road trips when the Bulldogs are 12 and two to cover some of those games. I'll, yep. I'll be more willing to, to go to New Mexico if the Bulldogs are ranked. But other than that, we're at practice every day. We're covering all the games as hard as we can. So. Um, yeah, you won't want to miss this season for sure. The better the ro- the better the, uh, the the record, the more road trips we fit. Uh, that, that's just how it works. Um, but right now, if if you haven't uh, done so, check out thebarkboard.com. Lots of information being uh, flying around, especially with the conference realignment. We've got other um, publishers posting to our website as well. So um, you know. It's not just all about Fresno State at the moment, uh, especially in this uh, landscape of, of the conference realignments. You will probably see more articles pop on the barkboard.com from our, our other uh, uh, staff members throughout 24-7 sports. So keep an eye on that as things start to progress. Um, that being said, I want to thank everyone for joining us. If you want to uh, get a hold of Jackson, you can find him on Twitter at JacksonMoore247. You can find me on Twitter at RedWaveReport. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, look for our Facebook page, the Markboard.com. Um, uh, we've got a, a huge community there as well that uh, interact with each other. And also, of course, the barkboard.com. We've got a free and premium uh, boards where a lot of the fans interact with each other. So you can head on over there and check that out. If you are a premium subscriber, you will have access to a lot of the other uh, schools throughout the 24-7 network. Uh, That being said, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Join us again next time as we continue the ongoing coverage of Fresno State Athletics.